bide her time, I suppose. Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we take a look at the director's cut of Zack Snyder's Watchmen one minute at a time. My name is Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. I'm Eric Nash. And I'm Harper Harris from the Thing Minute podcast. Welcome back, Harper. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Minute 27 starts with Adrian worrying about the Russians and ends with Rorschach walking in the rain outside the U.S. Army's Rockefeller Military Research Center. I just have to start out by saying, uh, way to be, uh, way to be such a downer (laughs) to Adrian there. (laughs) Yeah. How bleak is that? That is. Yeah. Given his, uh, given his plans, I I wish there was like a little bit of him being like, but I've got something up my sleeve. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's true. (laughs) I wouldn't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's not, (laughs) you know, you think he'd be running around (laughs) pulling his hair out (laughs) if you were really (laughs) that down. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, so just to explain, the Soviets have 51,000 warheads stockpiled. Even if John, Dr. Manhattan, stops 99% of them, the 1% that gets gets through could kill still could still kill every living thing on Earth. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah. So I did, some, I did some advanced math there. <laughs> Ooh, and, wow. And it turns out that 1% of 51,000 is 510 nuclear oh, missiles. Mm. Oh, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> my, uh, I'm glad to hear my math was uh, correct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got pages and pages in my notebook here to calculate that. Yeah, yeah. Took some Ozymandias level uh, calculus there. I'm glad we both got the same answer. <laughs> so I was, yeah, wor- I was worried I was going to share that little tidbit, and then you know, someone say, uh, "Dude, <laughs> that's wrong." <laughs> yeah, you've been leave- you've been leaving some really wrong tips uh, mm. when you go out to to restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I guess 510 is a lot still. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it seems um, like a lot. And I wonder how that – I didn't do any research as to, like, how many, you know, warheads were actually stockpiled at the height of the Cold War in, oh, in real yeah. life or mm-hmm. or how many it would take to kind of, you know, wipe out a country or whatever. But, uh, yeah, 510 seems like plenty. Yeah, especially for one country to have – for you know, 510 seems like a lot, but 51,000 seems – you know, but I guess in this reality, you know, they've had Dr. Manhattan for what twenty? Let's see, when did he pop up? Like the think like late fifties. So they've had like thirty years nearly to see him as a threat. So they've mm-hmm. been, you know, like probably mass, uh, like I don't know. Mass assembling, you know, rockets and warheads and, and things like that. So, as a, you know, to try and kind of level the playing field, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of interesting because I always think about, you know, they, they talk a lot about how Dr. Manhattan is kind of a nuclear deterrent. Yeah. And that, you know, he can stop most mm-hmm. of the attack and, you know, he basically is a god to a lot of people on, on the planet. So, but it is interesting to think about that maybe as a deterrent, he's also kind of causing an escalation yeah. too because of that. I was just thinking of of that escalation, and I remember that being a huge part of uh, Nolan's Batman trilogy, mm-hmm. and especially at the end of you know Batman Begins and and leading into Dark Knight, they talked about escalation of you know just his presence makes the criminals kind of more dangerous, or right. the criminals themselves have to become more um more severe or more more than just normal criminals just to you know so yeah yeah it, it you can't have one without the other but 
you know, Manhattan's presence makes the enemies more dangerous as well. So, yeah. yeah. And you could almost say that uh, it created uh, Ozymandias as the, the ultimate mm. villain, like out through escalation too. That, sure. Like, he had to go to extreme, uh, extreme ends to, to do what he needed to do. Yeah. Kind of like Luke, Lex Luthor, you know, he's, he's this man against, you know, someone with not quite, you know, Dr. Manhattan level powers, but, but he's still almost as dangerous. So mm-hmm. you want, you want a sobering stat that I just looked up? Yes, please. <laughs> so this year and this year, the uh, total number of nuclear weapons worldwide is estimated at 9,000. Oh, wow. So double, almost double what uh, they were using that, that number in the book. And we don't have a Dr. Manhattan to take out 99% of them. Hmm. That's no good. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was the number again? 9,000. 9,000. Okay. It still seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um mm. I I kind of find it interesting that Dan questions Dr. Manhattan's abilities after being kind of on a team with him for for years or already kind of knowing what he can do because I I could believe that that John would be able to man Maybe he could throw a protective net around the entire planet and, you know, deflect every single warhead. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't seem to me that crazy of an idea of him stopping them all at once. I mean, we we know that he can duplicate himself. So I, I believe that he could stop every single one, but I guess they're they're making it seem, you know, in here that he wouldn't be able to, so um, either way, I like the the next bit of dialogue, uh, the expositional dialogue that it provides when when they lead into the um, the fifty one thousand and ninety nine percent and all that. So, yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, I, I'm with you in that. I I like neither in the movie or the book. I don't think they don't really set up any limits to right. what Doctor Manhattan can do. Like, yeah, and you know, it's even kind of funny that in this scene he says he can't be everywhere at once, and later in the movie it certainly seems like he could be everywhere yeah, at once. Yeah. Like. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like they don't set up any, you know, it's like how in, in most, uh, comics like Superman comics or justice league comics, they have to figure out a way to, to limit Superman's powers or right. put him out of the picture because he could do anything basically, you know, and it's even more so in this, like Dr. Manhattan can literally pretty much do anything. So, um, but yeah, I, I agree that it, it, I could believe that he could stop all the nukes, but I like the, I like where the, uh, where it leads the dialogue that he can't. It definitely sets up kind of the perilous state that the world is in. Yeah. I love the mood in this minute, um, just with the two guys. Uh, the blue lighting and the music with the rainy background, it's just a perfect uh, setting for what they're talking about. I was trying to think, are, are there any any parts of this movie where it's not raining outside? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> At least certainly not in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. There's not very many. Huh, yeah. Um, do we want to jump over to the Rockefeller Military Research Center? Or do you guys have anything else, you know, with Adrian and Dan? No, I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm good. My only, like, note as far as the sign that says the Rockefeller Center is in the movie, it's got the numbers 0512 underneath the name and the book it it reads founded 1981 instead of the 0512. So I don't know 
why the change? I don't know if that's huh. if there's any significance with zero five one two. That's not a number that rings any bells as far as anything significant, but I'm sure that there's I'm sure it means something. Some uh some prop maker's birthday is May twelfth. Something. Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the on the logo it's uh says special atomic research is what I Yeah. The word special is a little bit trouble troublesome, but I finally mm. got it. Yeah, it's pretty dark, uh, like yeah. emblem. Oh, yeah. So I, I didn't even, you know, try to figure out what it was. But mm-hmm. that's an interesting detail because in the comic, it's just sort of like a blobby looking thing. Like there's not really a lot of detail to it, but it definitely looks. It almost looks like a Superman symbol a little I, bit, and that one I does found too. That out too. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah. So then we've got uh, Rorschach's journal, a uh, little voiceover um, saying October 13th, 1985, 8.30 p.m. And I've, I have kind of did a little on this day kind of stuff on October 13th, <laughs> 1985. Uh, did anyone else kind of look up the date or anything? The biggest thing I did was find that it was a Sunday. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. A couple things. Um on aid in AD 54, Emperor Claudius dies from poisoning under mysterious circumstances. His 17-year-old stepson Nero succeeds him. Um, in 1792, the cornerstone of the U.S. Executive Mansion, a.k.a. the White House, is laid. In uh, 1941, Paul Simon is born. And then in 1972, the Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571 crashes outside the Andes Mountains. And this is the famous uh, crash where the survivors mm. had to resort to eating the dead passengers um, in order to survive, um, which the movie Alive is based on that event. Mm. And then on this date in 85, AHA's Take On Me was the number one hit song. So that should have been playing during this. Dance, should have been, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should always play "Take on Me." Agreed. If I think Rorschach, the, if given go, the opportunity, uh, I'd like to see a Rorschach karaoke scene with that song. I think he'd be game. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is animated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, he kind of matches the music video. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I noticed that it. It, and it took me a few watches of, of, of this latter half of the minute um, that it's that it's a, it's very slightly in slow mo. Yeah, hmm. I don't know if you've got no, guys have noticed, but um, Zack Snyder uses a, a yeah. fair amount of slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It's kind of one of his things. I yeah, think. it's like uh, what lens flares are to J.J. Abrams. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like the slow motion. It, I think it works, especially with something like this, where you're trying to match panels from the from the mm-hmm. book. You know, slow motion is definitely like it helps with that um, to kind of make it a little bit more of a freeze frame. And obviously, with the uh, the opening credits we got earlier, a lot of you know they're not still images, but they are very like slow motion for the most part, and it helps to add that to that still image quality that we can associate with comics. So yeah, it paces it out a little closer yeah. to what the comic is. Yeah. I think you're right there. The, uh, one of the other notes I had for this minute was that given that this is a, a pretty 
pretty heavy duty um comp like military complex the security is really lax <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the yeah. fact that he basically just cuts through the fence seems like he's breaking into like i don't know like a dog pound or something <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah yeah i guess it's i guess we're meant to to understand then that rorschach is you know he can't really keep him out of anywhere he wants to get into or i don't know uh, earlier we had some like kind of supernatural qualities to yeah, Rorschach. Yeah. Say that again. Yeah, tomorrow's minute there definitely is some too, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But uh it's either that or maybe maybe it's just that, you know, what they're guarding here is is John and mm. like there's nothing really to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. keep him from escaping yeah <laughs> yeah essentially you know but but how i mean how really can they really do that <laughs> as we find out yeah <laughs> hmm. um i don't really have anything else um i know you know we get the other line about the meeting with dryberg left bad taste in mouth um oh. but i don't that, i don't have anything on that it's the Is beans that, uh... Yeah, exactly. That's what oh. I was say. <laughs> the beans are sitting beans. right. Oh, that's a great. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that's funny. So, what happens when you talk about human bean juice while you're yeah. eating beans? Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't doesn't work. Um, I guess speaking of beans, um, kind of call back to our our week with uh, with Nile. We we were talking about the the bean, you know, Rorschach eating the beans and everything, and I kind of became infatuated with this uh, mm-hmm. the bean can itself the the label said uh, big giant beans so i look it up and i just assume it's a it's a fake company that they made for you know just the art department made for these cans but apparently it's a real company from the 50s um they were real labels and uh, i found one on etsy and i just i bought one and it arrived (laughs) it arrived yesterday so i've got this nice vintage uh bean can label that is identical to the one that uh, Rorschach was eating the the beans from. So it's a deep cut. Yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, <laughs> get it framed. And it's uh, I, I kind of like that it's like a sort of a tangential, uh, not movie prop, but like it's a you know kind of a tie into the to our movie here. So I'm gonna have to frame it and and hang it in my office here. So so it's just a label, not just like a label. Can of beans. Yep. <laughs> Well, that's good. I'm glad yeah. it's not like a 60-year-old can of beans. Maybe <laughs> right. some botulism or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thought I should uh, share that, you know, follow up since we talked about it earlier. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, anybody got anything else for this one? Mm-mm. That's it for me. All right. So you can be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Watchman Minute. That's where I'll share that that bean can image or be- label. <laughs> Uh, you can visit our webpage over at realpodcastnetwork.com slash Watchman Minute. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Our page is uh, facebook.com slash Watchman Minute. And join us and talk with us in our group there, uh, Crime Busters Listener Society. And uh, Harper, where can everyone find you? Uh, so, yeah, the, the Thing Minute podcast is at thethingminute.com and we're on Facebook and Twitter at the Thing Minute. So you can... Uh, joining the conversation there and, you know, give us your theories about who's the thing at what point in the movie. I love mm, that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right on. So we'll be back Wednesday for minute 28, but until then, who watches the Watchmen? We do. We do. <laughs>
Watchmen are over. Ain't none of the nights we slip by.